It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? It's an uh, exciting weekend of draft coverage. It, uh, yes. we, we got someone from Iowa I've never heard of. What? Who apparently is the greatest thing since sliced bacon. I don't, you know, I don't pay attention to as much college football. Uh, However, come, I, I, I am, uh, the Packers draft this weekend was pretty good. Um watching uh rogers show up out in new york was pretty uh throw up worthy <laughs> nauseating if you will um yeah it's just it's it's been it's been a fun weekend and thanks to the brewers and the draft it's it really kind of covered up the fact that the bucks aren't in the playoffs anymore yeah and i'm sorry about your bruins don't 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 do this to me man <laughs> hey who's that other window uh... i see a third window is that a yeah, friend just, of ours? I'm too sad to talk anymore now. That now that you've done oh. this to me, Aaron. But uh, no, yes, we are no, joined. No, 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 the Florida Panthers did that to you, John. I had nothing to no, do. No, but with you, that. you did it to me. Now you've John, re-victimized right me. With the, with those, you have those, re-victimized uh, me. And Mariners, this unchecked the, aggression will not Patriots, stand, man. The Golden State twenty or, thir- or seventy-two and nine team, Boston. Jeez. Welcome to the club, boys. Yeah, right. All right, but we are joined by Jim Widener, uh, who writes with me at Last Word on Sports, covering Green Bay Packers as well. We've obviously had him on the show many, many times at this point. You're probably our most frequent guest, Jim. I'm a veteran. Yeah, yeah. We if, get if, if, if not the best show. looking, too. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> fight with that. Uh, yeah, we didn't get Wendy on for Brewers Talk because she's getting married. Uh, we did have Andy what? Herman on because, you know, we did some um, – wrap Ooh, up stuff with him on. that's pretty impressive yeah we, john we, got andy on for a, a second there and uh he comes on once a year I, usually he usually does he's he's really good about coming on uh i remember back when i still forget what his old handle used to be before he was andy herman nfl he was um something else i think pat it has something to do with it i don't know if it's packet or whatever but he used to come on and he was friendly nowadays it's you got when you get him on yeah, be ready. Just let him go because he's a busy man, <laughs> and you know that he's hanging up with you to go do another podcast. So yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, we appreciate I, appreciate Andy I Herman a lot when he comes on. He's really good. We also appreciate Jim when he comes on. Right. We appreciate Jim coming on. Uh, Jim and I did a series with Last Word on Sports uh, leading into the draft, where each of us did a mock, and then we rated the other's mock. So, and we both picked several yeah, of the guys I who were on this. Very well. I think we've both uh, looked at, I don't know if on the one I sent you, I don't think I sent ones where I drafted several of these guys. I had Van S, but I had that trade. The And yes, there, I had him at 15. So, uh, but both of us took uh, JSN first. <laughs> but still. That's a sore subject. I know. And well, we'll I, get into I, all I of this. We'll, I know we'll get into it, but the, the, the gentleman we just aforementioned, uh, uh, Andy Herman basically said the same thing too. Was like he's on. I think he was on your boat, Jim, but he knew that the Packers were going to pick Van Ness. His so, one mock anyways. actually, and Andy Herman actually picked Van Ness in the one mock that he did. And then his second pick was Musgrave. Then he picked 
uh, Hyatt, and then he picked Kraft. Like, no joke, he had three of the yeah, top four picks. Four out of the, yeah, into the third round. He was right three out of four into the third round. That's how crazy. Do you get past, how do you get past the top ten and be right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, let's make sure everybody knows you can follow us on Twitter. The show is Scotty Johnny Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. Uh, Aaron, where do people follow you? Uh, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. Uh, tonight I've been arguing with people about Aunt Jemima versus Bud Light cans. Gosh, I don't oh know where God. to go with this. How do I? How do we keep having a show with you saying stuff, man? I just, <laughs> just... I'm just the mediator of life, John. That's what I do. I can't follow I... anything you've said today. Uh, that's great, Jim. I know you're on Twitter. I follow you. I know Aaron follows you. Would you let everybody else know how to follow you and uh, find everything uh, you put out? Yeah, I, 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 I'm on Twitter, but I'm I'm slowly weaning myself off of Twitter. I'm <laughs> I'm there at at Jim Widener fifty one. I'm on Post, which is a new social site. Oh, okay. At JLW underscore 51. I have a so. Mastodon, I know. I can't remember what my name is, though. Uh, I'm at Scotty Johnny, actually. I'm at Scotty Johnny on Mastodon. Uh, I haven't posted on there for a while, though. Um, that's the one w- that uh, Pope Hat went off to. Uh, several people have been on Mastodon. You can kind of limit yourself to specific groups, oh, too. Yeah. Popat's not on Twitter anymore, and that's a sad day because I so love listening so to Popat. So it's like Facebook when Facebook used to be Facebook before it became Facebook now. Yeah? You can limit yourself to certain groups and only talk to certain people. Okay, kind of, yeah. I still hope that MySpace comes back. God, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I, would lo- I, would lo- I would love it if you clicked on my link and that song started playing and you saw my top eight. Yes. And you could change your yes. cursor. My cursor was the Wisconsin state flag, by the way, if you were on my MySpace back in whenever. In 1832 or whatever we were. I don't know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's roll right into everything that we have. We're going to start off with some draft coverage, draft uh, review this time instead of preview. And we'll do all of that in the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, there's a lot to get into. And I think the the key pick, the, the biggest pick that everybody wants to start with is, of course, Anders Carlson. Uh, wow! Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was, it was between that and the Penn State kid. Oh no! So oh I was my God. Which we, one we're going to need time to talk about Sean Clifford, but no. Can we uh, just get to him right now? Can I, I just mean, say? I, I just want to say, this. Anders Carlson. For those who don't know, is Daniel Carlson's little brother. Daniel oh, Carlson, really? famously yes. drafted fifth round by the Vikings, was their starting kicker. Uh, uh, Kai Forbath was kicked off the team. They started him. He missed an overtime field goal against the Packers and then was released. By the way, in 2022, he was the Pro Bowl kicker. Yeah. You yeah, got to no, love the Vikings. He's one of the best kickers in the league. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think percentage-wise, percentage he was. Yeah. yeah. So I just love that as a sixth-round pick out of Auburn. Also, they both went to Auburn. Uh, mm-hmm. Anders Carlson basically signaling the end, of, almost certainly the end of the uh, Mason Crosby era. He is the longest tenured Packer, I believe, ever. He has started the most career games, yeah. the longest consecutive start streak, which, of course, is a little off because he doesn't always – well, I suppose he always has a kickoff, at least. But, yeah. Well, not he much hasn't always there. kicked off either, but, I mean, he, games played streak. I mean, yeah. it's not it, – that's that's why you can't put kickers in the conversation because otherwise, I mean uh, – Yeah. 
Most Jan, points scored Jan, most Jan, games. I think Jan played for like 40 years, right? George Blanda did too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, is, who is Crosby the top scorer for the Packers? Yes, it's got to be. It's yeah, gotta he, be. he passed. Second? Is it, is it uh, Longwell? I think it's Longwell. Then I think it's um, Chris Chris Jackie, right? No, Jackie didn't Bubba pass. Franks. <laughs> Bubba Franks. Jeez. <laughs> like off the haters. Just, um, just just one year of catching touchdowns from no, um, Paul Horning. Okay, Paul Horning. I think Paul I mean, Horning's still there. Jan, Jan, Jan Center didn't play long enough for the Packers. There was, I mean, I, he, no, he did not. He was there for a little while. He is in the Packer Hall of Fame. Yeah. But there's the uh, there was the feeling at the time that maybe they just hated Chris Jackie enough to make sure he wouldn't be the all-time leading scorer and wouldn't pass right. Horning because they let him go. And he played for the uh, Steelers for several years after that. Yep. So, yeah. I think, he had a, I think he had a cup of coffee with the um, Cardinals at the end, too. I, Jackie and his mullet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We haven't really... He's I think we're. By the way, so. he, he's in smart. one of my LinkedIn groups for the Packers. Really? Oh, he's um, not the hate. Oh, that's no, right, that's no, right, that's not right. Jackie. Not. I'm sorry. I take Longwell. That. Longwell's. Longwell's. Weird. Longwell's in one of your LinkedIn groups. No, Longwell's hated. Longwell's. The oh, Longwell's that Green one, Bay though. was only the only thing you could do in in Green Bay was go to Applebee's. That's mm. ridiculous. God, I mean, that's true. What a but. sad. Sad, sad. No, no. Green Bay is a wonderful city. Dorcani's just up the road, and if you know, if, if I'm a fan else, of Green Bay. The city every, is, if, if everything nice else town. fails. Just go over to Wausau. Wausau's a fun town. Two words for Green Bay: supper clubs, the club, right. Bay fun Beach. Fun. <laughs> take, take your take your kids to Bay Beach. Bay Beach. All right. Um, Aaron and I don't pull punches on the draft. I think we we talked about a couple years ago. We were not particularly happy with the Jordan Love. We said that going in. We said that coming out. Um, cause we don't, you know, when we say something, we, we mean it. And then when we're wrong, we do own it. Uh, but I really like this draft for the most part. I don't like every pick in it, but we'll say this. I think Jim's on, on board with me on this. Van Ness is a crazy athlete. Um, mm-hmm. it's problem. I mean, it's problematic that we don't have enough film on him. He does have a mm-hmm. lot of stuff and you can see a lot of things. There's things he needs to work on for sure. Redshirt sophomore on a school that really, really wants to start any senior over any sophomore. Um, but for where he is, I don't have a problem with Luke Van Ness. I would have gone with Smith and Jigba, but you know, yeah, I don't I have a problem too. with the pick. Well, I think you, too, if, if you knock it, I mean, I remember not, I, I thought they were smoking crack when they took Rashawn Gary, and that's turned out to be a great traffic. So, I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. the same type of high athletic ability you he hasn't played his best football yet guys guys so, coming out early yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's high athletic threshold and i think his ras score was 9.6 9.3 so put him in like the top five or ten of edge pass rushers so to me it was i just was disappointed that they didn't take the wide receiver i mean to me smith and jigba if i'm pronouncing it right would have you, you would have gave Love that third wide out and helped out your wide receiver. Now I understand they took the Reed kid in the second round from Michigan State, but he's still not of that caliber. Yeah. But, you know, I just don't know out of how many years you're going to straight go with defense in the first round. It's either you're, and I think we all know this, you've hired an incapable, incapable defensive coordinator, or you're yeah. not drawing. <laughs> or you're not draft heirs. It's one or the other. So 
you know. Well, I think we're of one opinion on which one of those two options is the more likely, I think, because we'll, well, I don't think we a good defensive coordinator at this point. Well, and John, you can probably back me up on this one. So Love's the only offensive first round draft pick since 2015. I think it was Derek Sherrod. Oh, yeah, Derek last Sherrod. One Mississippi State. Before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since since Gudikins has taken over, and that was in 2018, he's only taken one offense player, and that was in the first round. That was Love, and then before that, with Thompson, it was Derek Sherrod, twelve, twelve or fifteen. I think. Well, let's just see. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to go back on this. So it's, yeah, um, Van Ness, (laughs) Pro Football, um, uh, Pro Football Reference actually just has him as Lucas Van right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I like everybody and, that makes him Lucas Vaness to V A N E S S. Yeah, Vaness. Yeah, Walker Lucas and Wyatt last year. Name. Uh, Stokes before that, then Love, uh, Rashawn Gary, and Darnell Savage, Jair Alexander. Uh, no first round pick in 2017, but Kevin King, because we traded back, is the second round mm-hmm. pick. Kenny Clark, Demarius Randall, Haha Clinton Dix, Dayton, Dat One. Uh, Nick Perry, yeah. uh, Sherrod I mean, I mean, in 2011. It, Sherrod well, is it, the last first-round pick other than Love. Did you say 2011? 2011 and 2010, Bulaga. Tackle two years in a row. That was right after we got so it's, it's, it speaks It speaks volumes to how the Packers have built their teams. The Packers have, you know, between the big wide receivers, the big linemen, everything else like that, the offense has always been fine. Like that's one of the things that uh, Barry McOck inner says on on Twitter is that he is that Rogers like has lost scoring over thirty five points in four playoff games. Like they have to draft defense, but I mean, ever since you know, ever since the Super Bowl team, like the defense has been suspect every year, every year for everything, and then this last year. That's what that's the, the the straw that broke the camel's back in, in not last year but not this last year but two years ago when they made the playoffs and they lost to the 49ers was the defense of the 49ers to 13 points and they couldn't win you know that was the first time that was a thing and you know it's that that's the reason why it's, it's so top heavy with drafting the defense because the defense is always a need in Green Bay it's never not a need in Green Bay well, the offense hasn't been a need in there's kids in their thirties that have that 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 have not seen the Packers have a need on offense. So so let me so. ask you though, Aaron, if was it truly a need going into mm-hmm. this? Yeah, they needed to fill, you know, an mm-hmm. edge rusher because of Preston Smith. You have what was it last year? Seven former first round picks to start the yeah. year on your defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where the question is. is no, I'm just trying are, to are, are they are they drafting the right people? I'm, I'm 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 just trying I'm just trying to explain why no, right. pouring it into the first round. Do I agree with it? Heck no. Like, but and, right. and even so, like I'm not I'm 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 not as sold on the uh, the wide receiver or any position player in the first round either. Because I mean, the first round is I mean when you look at like bustability, uh, oh yeah, it, it, it's all it's all throughout and people reach. People, I mean, people go way, way above where they should. Like people said, they went way above for Jordan Love, and when that pick happened, all of us were like, "Eh, 
because Rogers coming off an MVP season. Then we didn't realize that it was going to be downhill from there, but um, well, he wasn't that year. He had MVPs that after that. Yeah. It, it, it took a good, it took a good 24 months of souring before it was like, <laughs> all right, just go to New York. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, I mean, in fairness, here, let me say this other part though. Um, second round wide receivers have incredible value. Third and fourth round running backs have incredible value. First round running backs have very little value, generally speaking. First round wide receivers are incredibly hit or miss. Don't tell Um, the Falcons that about the running backs. When you when you're drafting offense in the first round, really the the value is tackle and quarterback. If you're going to be drafting Mm -hmm. those positions, and and quite quite honestly, teams that are drafting quarterback early in that first round are terrible and tend to get quarterbacks who get ruined quickly too. Or so, I, would, yeah. I, I would also, I'll be, besides tackle and quarterback, you're talking about tackle, the guy who protects the quarterback and edge rusher. Like yeah. that's the first round in a nutshell there. Yeah. I, I mean, sorry, Jim, I yeah, cut you the, off. Sorry about no, that. I was just going to say, but the problem is like you talk about the value of the position, like mm-hmm. wide receiver is for your first or your second round. You know, that's great value. Gutekunst only has done that once. And that was last year with Watson. I mean, he, I, did he even take a wide receiver between Watson and when was the last time? It was those three he took in 2018 or 19. We took Amari, Amari Rogers. Oh, yeah. Third round yep, pick. I, yep. Bust. Um, yeah, the year and before then, he didn't select any wide receivers or then. Uh, the other one before that, he, well, he got the three that one year he had Jamon Moore, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Equinemia St. Brown all together. And Vendel um, Scantling was the best of, out of the one. And, yeah, he was, yeah, and he's a Super Bowl champion. Now. I mean, that was that—that that was his first draft, Jim. Like he burnt three draft picks. Um, oh, I—I I, I was telling John that before we started the show is right now in two thousand. That's the season two thousand twenty-three. Your meat of the roster should be that two thousand eighteen roster or draft class, and you've only got one player from that draft class currently on your roster. Well, that, that I, doesn't paint a good picture for your GM. Well, when I'd say I'd say this too is that so the team was hijacked by a a, a, a very very visible quarterback known across the nation. That's your bread and butter. He's pouring money into the organization. It, it's just like when any quarterback who wasn't Mike Holm or Mike Holmgren came in after Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre ran the team. You don't need the quarterback running the team. And but that's and they they shaped the team. Remember, Gutenkutz even made the comment about when they went and got Cobb and brought him back to the team. He's like, well, I, I, we'll see if that makes him happy, or basically is what he said. You know, right. like, that wasn't his call. So they, like, kind of shaped the team around Rodgers for a couple of years because of what he wanted. And but, now the Jets now the Jets are doing the same thing. Did you see that they'd signed Billy Turner today? Yes. I, the... I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a 12 apologist. The, yeah. the king corpse they, of Billy but, Turner. But did they really? I mean, at this point, what did what did they surround him with? That but, I mean, but, until, but like until said, that year where he's where it was two years ago that he showed up late. I mean, yeah. then he went and signed Cobb, and really that was. And they continued to sign yeah. Mercedes Lewis. But like, but, but, but they, yeah, had the, they, they had the 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 up and coming best wide receiver in the league. They had Lazard, who came out of nowhere. They spent those three draft picks they just talked about, uh, drawn and uh, Economy Sam Brown and Velvet Scanling. Who, yeah, but in the fourth who, and Rogers, fifth and who Rogers, round. Didn't, who Rogers didn't throw to. Yeah. 
who who just won a ring with Kansas City being a vital part of their offense. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 just went into hermit mode I, for the for that for the last I, part there. I mean, we all saw the hero ball going right. on. Like we don't know what was the value. Of, I mean, I mean, Watson dropped that seventy-five yarder right off the bat against the Vikings, and he got ignored for seven seven weeks. Okay. I I've, I'm not and, like and, I mean, so and luckily he made a splash. Otherwise, had Rodgers continued to be our quarterback and he didn't make a splash at some point, that kid would have just went away too. Because yeah, it was well. Let's well, let's do this though. It, sorry, since we're doing I'm, draft no no draft review, I want to get Jim well, we're, on this. We're we're getting away from draft. I know this here, is so where I'm trying you to can tell me to shut up at any time. No, here, I, I I I'm think you made a good point. My my only point was is. Yes, Rodgers became a huge problem two years ago. But it's not like this roster was loaded with talent through the drafting of Brian Gutekunst, in, in my opinion. Right. You know, it was he had more busts than, than booms. I mean, yeah, Elton J- Jenkins and Jair Alexander are great picks. But there's some that are very suspect. And I think there's a lot of people, not you guys, I'm saying, but patting Gutekunst on the back saying, oh, this roster is loaded. Well, is the roster loaded or you know, do you have a bad defense coordinator or did you draft the wrong players? That's my question. I think I don't know, but the guys we were concerned with, like the last two years, I don't think Aaron and I have been excited. We've been kind of eh, with the two drafts last year's Stokes. We didn't really know about the Rogers. We were not key on um, Kylan Hillo is actually kind of high on, but he's been terrible. Um, wow. He's not even with the team now. Right, yeah. Romeo Dobbs, I liked where we got him. I was worried we were going to take him in the first or second. But at the fourth, I was good with where we got him. Watson was very much like Van Ness because we were, like, Mm -hmm. super talented. Maybe. We don't know because they didn't throw him the ball because they were a run-first offense or ever there, and we didn't know. But we have three new wide receivers here that we've just picked up. And I think there were some more uh, pulled up in the undrafted free agency, but there's no room for these guys. Like, this receiver's room is going to be interesting going forward here. Uh, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State in the second round. Uh, fifth round, they add uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, from Virginia, UVA. And then the last pick the Packers had, Grant DeBose out of Charlotte, the 49ers. So those yeah. are the three. What, what are your thoughts, Jim, first on these three wide receivers, their likelihood of making the team, your thoughts on the picks and the value of where they were taken? And who I should like, have been taken, I guess, too? Well, I mean, obviously, I thought they should have took JSN in the first round over Ben Ass. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, and I get why he did it, why Gutekunst yeah. did it. And, and that's it goes back to Rashawn Gary. It's that same type of player. Jaden Reed is a, a very capable slot wide receiver who has return ability, even though you already have a returner in Nixon. But it sounds like he's going to get a shot at, at returning punts. I think that we're missing – if we're talking offense, I mean, with wide receivers, you do have to include the two tight ends. I mean, I know it's a different position, right. but they're pass catchers. And I think I like what they did, double dipping with Musgrave and Kraft. I think that's a good idea because God knows that you can't go into a season with Josiah, uh, Josiah DeGuaria and uh, Tyler Davis. Davis as your mm-hmm. one and two. And yeah. the other two, Wicks has problems catching the ball, which is kind of important playing wide receiver and uh DuBose I I think is the most interesting he's a big thick guy and he reminds me a lot from what I've seen on his highlights of James Jones so I mean it's worth a shot again the depth at wide receiver on this roster is not very good after Watson and and uh Romeo Dobbs I mean I think you've got 
they keep talking like Bo Melton is some type of reincarnation of don't, don't you ever rice for god's sake don't and, you ever down talk bo melton to me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was my you draft know. crush last year and when they went out and got him my son and i were like texting each other immediately they, they got bo melton he's like a 9.7 raz he's a little small but man if you watched him at rutgers he can run every route he killed at the senior bowl too um i don't know if he's gonna be fantastic i just think he's fun Torrey's kind of fun too we'll see what they oh. Yeah. Now I, I think that people forget it. Tory before he went to Nebraska for his last year, he tore up Montana in one double A. So mm-hmm. I think that is, is underrated. But the depth isn't, you know, in those three, their three top wide receivers. If Touré's number three didn't come until last year, that's my problem. Is is those receivers and the lack of wide receiver selected before that is so poor that he's had to do this now, you know, and, and try to fill the position, which is very vital. And that goes back to my argument is how much did he, you know, and again, I'm not apologizing for, for 12 here, but how much did they actually get him, you know? And it wasn't like he, they were filling it with, you know, free agents by any means. So, but back to your question on this, I think it's, I don't think it's a spectacular draft for wide receivers unless you include the tight ends, which then I think it makes it a very strong group because I think that it all goes back to the offense that LaFleur is going to run this year. Mm-hmm. If, if it's going to be, you know, running the ball, you know, play, play action pass and, and do that type of thing when you have both tight ends who are athletic. And I know Musgrave, I, I, I must've caught the only game that he played last year or he only played in two, but I caught one. <laughs> And he was fantastic. And I, he, you know, everything I've seen on the, I've heard about the craft get or read about him. He seems like a good, good tight end too. So yeah, I think if you add the tight ends with Reed, the other two Wicks and, and DeBose are developmental prospects. DeBose. I think it's all right. DeBose. Yeah. I, I like the general, the tight ends are the two things I'm most excited about getting at this point, because like you just said, Jim, it, it was kind of the cupboard was bare. DeGuara is more there for blocking. Uh, he's been a guy. Like he's been kind of pl- replacement level tight end. Tyler Davis is bad. I think. I don't think he's good yes. at all. I don't think he belongs on an NFL roster. Um, I've written that many times. But yeah, <laughs> I think both these guys are good. And the other thing is, I like where we got them. Uh, I had that same concern where like everybody's like Dalton Kincaid at fifteen. It's like, oh god, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Don't expect well, a lot. You, from... you you wrote a fantastic <laughs> article about not. Don't draft first round tight ends. Don't, yeah, don't take a tight end the first round. Wait, Maybe you guys write articles in books? Yeah, in books I did. Yeah. Oh books. wow. Yeah. What what's the name of your book, John? It's called Shadow Tracker. The second book, Dark Fox, is in beta reading right now. So we'll see. Uh, and Jim, where can we find your writing at? Last word on sports. Last word on NFL, which is funny that you bring that up, Aaron, because uh, not to rip on a co-writer from there, but uh, (laughs) one of the other writers on Last Word on Sports did a Packer draft review, and he said that the biggest head-scratcher pick of them all was Tucker Craft. I I wanted to write to the, I think his name's Daniel Johnson, who does a fine job. I just questioned this. I wanted to say, who do you think is better, Tyler Davis or Tucker Craft? Because right. that's why it's not a head scratcher. They they had two yeah. tight ends. I mean, unless you count practice squatters on their roster, they got to rip on a guy. But here we go. 
They got an early <laughs> second round talent in the third round. That's what Tucker Craft was. Um, that's yeah. big guy. He can block. He does all that work. Um, they they do run the as well. He had some injuries this year. Uh, his numbers were a little bit down, but the guy can catch. He actually tested way higher than I thought he would. Uh, came through as a fast guy who can move, and that was fun. <laughs> if you look at the receivers well, he, too, though, like he, the biggest if thing. I can interject real quick, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah go right the, the the craft kid, the craft kid had um, an ni an nil deal with Alabama that <laughs> they wanted him to transfer after before this last year, Jeez. and he stayed loyal to South Dakota State. Wow! So that says a lot. And well, a title. Well, and after after this draft. Uh, Full credit to Aaron Elise on uh, Twitter. He should have a uh, endorsement with Kraft Cheese nowadays with the Packers as well. So. And while we're on that joke, Colby Wooden should get a Colby <laughs> yeah, Cheese yeah, joke. Absolutely, no, he should be over in Colby, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Kraft like, Cheese I'm and Colby your new Cheese. Best friend. Colby Cheese is delicious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'd have to agree. Hey, do I get to do I get to re- review the Josh John? Yeah, what was what? Give me Wait, which ones did, did you say, like the most? Do I get to review the Josh John? The Josh John. You can, Josh you can John. review and Josh. What I wanted to say was, yeah. do I get to review the draft John? So, Absolutely. Yeah. What were you, I want to know your? Don't edit that out. Leave that in there. That's that's the concussions coming through. So <laughs> that wasn't coming out. Yeah, no, that's, that's staying in. All right, Aaron. <laughs> what do you, what are your biggest takes, uh, wide receiver or otherwise? What were the things that you took away from this draft as the the I guess your biggest pluses and then your biggest minuses you were confused on. All right. So, so what I got out of this whole draft right here is this is the end of the cold war, but that was between the Packers front office and Aaron Rodgers. going back to the time uh, just before he won those two uh, MVPs and they drafted Jordan love because he, they thought he was done and on the way out, he was showing weak arm. He was showing um, not, uh, not a lot of impressive team building skills, a lot of, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron all the time. And uh, it looked like it was on the way out and they brought in Lafleur, and that revitalized him a little bit. And I don't think they thought that Lafleur was going to revitalize him. So I think that this draft is the draft that they would have done if Rogers would have walked away three years ago. Um, it was from top to bottom. Van Ness was a little bit weird because I, I thought he was going to take the, they were going to take a wide receiver with that first round draft pick just to spite him. I really thought. And uh, to your point earlier, John, like what weapons did they bring in for him? They, they didn't bring in weapons for him because he wasn't there. I, I feel like it was, you know, it was really obvious, like during that first press conference with the Jets, when he said that I I, I, I don't talk to people unless I can see their faces and I, I, I have spotty reception at my house. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much okay. All right. So, and I won't get into the whole ex-girlfriend uh, you know, breaking up thing That's good. that, you know, that, that we can get, get out of this thing. But I think this, this is what they wanted to do for the longest time, but I feel like they were hamstrung by the fact that they have a hell hall of fame quarterback who's made more money for the team than anybody in history. He's the longest tenured quarterback of any of the green Bay Packers. You kind of have to acquiesce, especially when he brings you back to back, MVPs, multiple Sunday night football games, multiple Monday night football games. I mean, the Packers played at noon once last year because yeah. of Rodgers. He owns the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are scared of it, of Aaron Rodgers. They were so glad when he left. Yeah. Like th- this is this is like their Easter Sunday. 
I'd rather have, have some noon game. He has risen. We have <laughs> moved along. There's resurrection. Like, thank God Aaron Rodgers, because Brett Favre used to beat the Bears, but Aaron Rodgers took it to a personal level, you know? And so um, this draft, it's, 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 it's the rebuild. And as a realistic fan, like everybody, and I've, I heard this on, I hear this on talk radio in Madison, Milwaukee, you know, between Zabin in the morning and Heller and whatever other joke show out there. Um, but everyone's like, well, how's this going to get us to the Super Bowl next year? Hey, jerks. This year is about eating that salary cap, eating that big old salary cap burger that we got from Aaron Rodgers. And thank God Goody did a good job. Like it's it's going to be done after this year. Instead of being spread out, the, the Visa card is getting paid off this year. And so we should have the mindset of um, this might be a six and eleven team. This Ooh. might be a five and twelve team. It, that's where our expectations should be. There's a new quarterback. I mean, why would that, that's same thing happened when Rogers came in? I mean, that's that's the the, the symmetry between the two sim, situations are is it's so close, like. Everyone wanted Rodgers to just pick up and move on from that NFC Championship game against the Giants where they lost, where Rodgers did the thing that Rodgers or that Favre did the thing that Rodgers does, where he threw a pick because you should have thrown to the other guy who was wide open on the other side of the field. Mm -hmm. um, Which we, is also how Rodgers' career ended in Green Bay, too, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly. I know. It's perfect symmetry. And we need to move on. And like to think that the Packers are going to even going to make the playoffs this year. Like I really, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting my expectations at the bottom. Like I hope that they just win more games than the Bears. Oh, like I expect them, I expect them to have less wins than the Lions. I expect them to have less wins than the Vikings. And but you know what this, but that's what this is. This is a draft where they're bringing in a bunch of young talent with Musgrave at tight end and. Craft at Musgrave and Craft at tight end, Reed at wide receiver. That's your slot receiver. Mm -hmm. That's your new slot receiver. He's a little guy. He moves fast. He plays big for his size. He's a little. He's he's that little Doberman mini min pin that bites at your ankles and you can't get rid of him. Like that dude is that dude. My friend Mark down in Chicago when we were talking the other day. He's a Michigan alumni. He's like, yeah, that Reed guy. He's he's a problem. Like. Yeah, he's. I'm, we're happy to have him out of East Lansing. Um, wouldn't but, it... but but my argument, if there is an argument on this, mm -hmm. is there. And I agree, they're not going to be very good this year. But mm -hmm. with the amount of capital they spent in spent on their defense, don't you think they should be better than that? I'm just yeah. saying, like, th I this mean, is, it just, I, I go this back is, to that. And is, I, I can't get away from that. I mean, it's just like Rogers. Rogers had to go through a six and ten year, and then they had the year that ended when they lost to the Cardinals in the first round, and Drew Michael Finley went off for huge numbers. Favre went nine and seven his first year. They they weren't anything until they brought in Reggie White the next year. Like, mm -hmm. this is the growth period. This is the growth year where all these rookies and second year players and Jordan love have to grow together as a team in the NFL. And the Packers have actually put together a pretty good package of young players mixed with some older players that they should be able to grow together and like have mistakes together, not have, not have some 20 year veteran who's going to the hall of fame screaming at them. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
you know, they can grow together. That's how Rodgers won a Super Bowl, growing together out of the shadow of Brett Favre. Like, it's 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 weird. The symmetry is incredible. But, I mean, everything top to bottom here, like, even like you said, that Grant Dubois kid at the bottom, like, he's a big kid. Like, they, they, they're, they were pulling kids – out of nowhere and this is and, and they really did the wicks kid out of uva looks really good too clifford whatever you need a backup quarterback and he knows how to play an nfl system so you, that's your third third string quarterback right there but like this they 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 put it together they actually went out and drafted like how everybody wanted them to draft for the last five years because they actually had to do it now i think the I other thing though that like I don't know what next season could look. It's gonna be it, weird. It's gonna be weird to see because I think the Lions regress to the mean. The Vikings cut their entire defense. Um, the Bears are still the Bears. They drafted very the well Bears. though. I'll say that the Bears drafted very well this year. The Buccaneers lost their quarterback. The Panthers are terrible. The Saints aren't good. Uh, the Falcons don't know anything because they had the only thing that worked on their offense was. They had a thousand yard rusher in Algiers, who I also loved last year, and then they drafted another running back to go with him in the first round. Uh, the West will be interesting, though. Uh, but I mean, like the, the South yeah, is just... terrible. Uh, the East, I think the Giants regressed to the mean a little bit too. And I'm, we'll I'm see. Saying, we'll I'm see. Saying, it's it's going to be some of the competition as well. A, there's a major shift. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why all Packers fans are like, oh, they can still make the playoffs this year. I'm like. Hey, set it like like five wins, man, and just go from there. Because it's this is what happens when you make a major shift in your organization. Yeah, but it's not like you're going to seamlessly move on to a a, a, a fourteen and three team. My like, only, my let's, only. Let's argue. be realistic. Let's let the, let's let and let's let the let's let the team grow. Let's let Jordan Love be Jordan Love. Have his mistakes because people are going to crucify him the minute he throws ten interceptions this year. Because Rogers never did that. It's like let's let's all just cool let's all cool off, man. Let's all chill yeah. out. Let's chill out. Let's Yeah. My my only argument on that is you, you still have the same defense. Yeah. If the defense you know, could that's, play that's, like that's, it's that's that's talent. fine that I, I agree the, the offense is gonna take time to grow. But that defense hasn't changed. I mean they added Van Ness, who's gonna need time. They have changed, they get worse. Yeah, and because that's they, my they're problem not is coached in the you, position you've thrown that much capital in it. So it's either you're drafting the wrong players and that I think like we just said a while ago, we know what the real issue is. You hired a guy who had no right being a defensive coordinator in the first place Mm -hmm. uh, for the third time. And then you kept him. And then you, as a head coach, you go out and say, I saw some good things at the end of the year. Okay. But that was like the year before it was the same thing. Barry well, ended the, on the Barry was, ended on a good note, but he it was already damage was already done. I mean, it's just this is on the head coach if you want continues to put the wrong people. He did the same thing with special teams. He brought in uh, Visaccia a year too late. Yeah, he but, promoted yeah. a guy who was part of a bad staff. To he was under Ron Zook. Zook, this is Drayton I'm talking about, and then Meninga. And then he got promoted. Mm-hmm. So I question the head coach and his ability to hire the right people, L- L- which L- could L- hurt L- people. Lafleur is L- taking his lumps too. I hope he learns from him too. But uh, I, I really do believe that. I think that the choice to not move off of Joe Barry was to see if he could actually 
do something when the offense isn't carrying him. Yeah. I, I don't know. So so it makes it real easy to fire him. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So the thing I want to get to too is I the mean, does that make part- sense, Jim? It it does, but, we, but it's it's I mean you've already seen it. Yeah. Now you're you're taking right, away yeah. your bet your best offensive option, which hey, Rogers didn't play well last year. You didn't care. No. We get that. But he was still the deodorant to the smell of Joe Barry. So to me, <laughs> now you're you're putting yourself in a worse situation. You could have fired him last year and you would have been in all right to do it. Joe yeah, Barry's like Joe Joe Barry's like putting patchouli on our bin stink. Okay. Yeah, all right. We need to move on. We need to move on. We have spent a lot of time talking about people who are not on this team, and we can move on to the people we just drafted. So um, two of the guys that I really did like are the the defensive linemen that we took uh, at fourth and uh, sixth round here. Uh, Colby Wooden out of Auburn. He's almost like a giant edge. Uh, He's going to play kind of a small five-tech. He can play a four-tech. He he could also play stand-up on the edge because he did that at Auburn. Uh, the guy is 6'5", 285, has a, like a 9'5", Raz. He is a monster who can move. Carl Brooks as a defensive tackle, uh, 6'4", 295. I think he played at 303, um, and he tried to showcase it. I mean, they put him as a, a, an up-on-two-feet edge rusher at times, too. Like, they brought him off ball. They moved him all over. He's going to be an interesting inside guy as well. Uh, very athletic sort of player who can do a lot of things. And I like these two picks. They give you guys who can rush the ball hand on the ground in, in a 3-4. Or as Jim and I talked beforehand, do they think about a 4-3? Uh, who knows? But they definitely have players who can do both those things in these two guys who sandwiched the worst pick that we had. <laughs> I, I, I think it's awesome what they did on the defense line. I think it's I think they they brought in players who were countered uh, counter the ones they already have Wyatt and Slayton already on the and obviously Kenny Clark, uh, mm-hmm. more athletic can rush the passer something that they need. I yeah. think it was I think right there those two picks. Well, I would say that it was their second best picks compared to the two tight ends that they right. made. I thought it was great getting Brooks in the six, which I. Red, he was somewhere between third and five suggested, maybe. Yeah. So I think that would have been. Fun story for you, Jim. It's a great addition. I got a fun story for you. My my son, my 17 year old boy, uh, DM'd uh, Carl Brooks and said, Hey, man, I love your game. I really hope the Packers pick you. And he said, Thanks, man. Appreciate you. He, like, he DM'd back my 17 year old boy. So uh, That's awesome. I'm definitely on board for Carl Brooks. Um, in between these two guys, obviously Dontavian Wicks, but here's the other guy who is in between those two picks is Sean Clifford for some reason. Anybody have any feelings? Hands on down, the worst pick. It makes no sense. And I'm not. I'm not talking about in the Packers. I'm. I'm talking about throughout the draft. The worst pick. There, there's not a bigger swear word than Sean Clifford. If you're going to do so, that, then so. you might as well have hi- you might as well have signed Tanner Morgan from the Gophers. Oh, that'd have been as fun. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's tomato, hey, tomato. He's slightly I, I taller was, and a little bit more mobile. Like Sean I, Clifford's I not little, that mobile. I, was, I, I wasn't quite paying attention on Sunday as much because we were running around uh, uh, Chicago. Um, was it was it Toon, the kid from Houston, the yes. quarterback from Houston? Was he already gone yeah. when they picked Clifford? I think he went in the third or fourth. I, I'd have to maybe look it off. I, I, 
Uh, yeah, let me it, try. It's just to me, I everything I read and and Lance Sterling from NFL.com puts his projections on there, and he had Clifford as a seventh round uh, undrafted free agent, and I think he was being kind. I I I, I don't get it at all. Yeah, I'm trying. I didn't make you. I didn't mean to make you guys go into research mode or anything like that. No, Clayton yeah. Toon was drafted in the fifth round, 139th overall. Clifford went 149th. Okay. Yeah, they said they were. It was basically they felt there had been a run just before that, and they lost all the guys like Dorian Thompson Robinson and uh, Clayton Toon at 139. Uh, Aiden O'Connell. Who's kind of the same guy? Um, I think he's got a better arm than this Stetson Bennett at one twenty eight. But yeah, I mean, like you could have gotten Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, who then went to the Vikings, is a better player than what we got. Um, Jaron Hall, I, I just, the kid out of BYU. Unless you're filling the roster, and I get you don't want to bring somebody in who's going to be a real competition to your handpicked quarterback. I guess you got to pay them. But this kid. I, I, I in the fifth round. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that was. I, there's a reason Penn State. Penn State was loaded with talent except at one position, and <laughs> Sean Clifford played that position. Tanner McKee was there watched, in the sixth round. If, yet, if you're a gambler, you know why you don't like Sean Clifford. Because yeah. if you've wait, wait, laid wagers on Penn State, you know why you lost, and it's him. It, it, there's I, not a worse quarterback. I bet against them in the opening game because they had Clifford going against O'Connell, and O'Connell was far and away the better player. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's... I just I I don't understand in the fifth round. If you want to sign him as an undrafted free agent, fine. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, if this kid, who's the uh, the other the backup to Love, the kid from LSU? Oh. Yeah, the Danny don't. or something, or I, I can't think of it. If he can't beat O'Shawn Clifford, he should quit football. <laughs> um, just trying to find the other guys on the roster here for this. Um, he's an athletic kid. Uh, yeah. I can't think of it. He played with the Patriots for a while too. I mean, he's. Yeah, and I think the one thing too is they were like, "Well, we can't spend the money going after." Um. You know, free agents. Oh, Danny Etling. That's who it was. That's there right. you go. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, they don't want to throw a lot of money at a backup position. And the, I mean, going out and getting one of those, you know, an unknown career backup guy is still going to cost you more than just drafting somebody. But this guy, I, I don't think anything of him. Um, <laughs> anything at all. The best thing, that's the best thing you I can mean, say. I mean, it's 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 a wash here, anyways, and so I, I maybe maybe they saw something in him that they know. I mean, they didn't pick him. They didn't pick up another quarterback in undrafted free agency either. No, and so anybody. so I mean, that's it. It's a head scratcher. I mean, I I I would think. I mean, I thought it was a little bit of a head scratcher to take a kicker, especially with the past history of of uh, Gutekunst and taking punters and long snappers in the draft, that, that that was interesting. But I would take Andrews Carlson over Sean Clifford every day of the week. <laughs> we'll play I him just, at I, backup quarterback, maybe. Who knows? Uh, you have a better chance of winning a game yeah. than Sean Clifford. 
So yeah, here's what the, like, the Packers went and got in uh, undrafted free agency. They picked up a guard, Chuck Filiaga, out of Minnesota. No, Falala. I was actually going to ask Jim about that guy. Falala, yeah, Filiaga. I, I know he started 13 games for the Gophers at one Do time. Do you remember he was like the biggest? He was like the biggest uh, Falele. They pulled, yeah, yeah. Falele, yeah, Falele. Like he's just he's with the Ravens. Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, this isn't the same guy. No, no, this no, is a no. Different guy. Totally. Totally. That guy came out last year. last year. Oh, my bad. I was going to oh, say, he had to, he's big, well, he's 6'6 six, six and 321. I thought he was the same dude. But no, hey, that dude was okay, even yeah. bigger. He was like 380 or something like that. And I watched with yeah. the Senior Bowl getting beat up by 250 guys. Yeah. Uh, they also got uh, Kadim Telfort, a tackle out of UAB, which is the one only, of the, the sketchiest. The offensive linemen they picked up through the draft or undrafted. Well, uh, the guard, too, that we just mentioned. Yeah, these two guys yeah. are the only guys they got. Um, UAB. I, there's one of the fields I visited. That is one of the sketchiest kind of fields I've ever seen. It is a gravel parking lot. You know uh, who their new head coach is? I, I don't offhand, I guess. Trent Dilfer. That's awesome. Uh, they picked up two more wide receivers, Malik Heath out of Ole Miss and Deuce Watts out of Tulane, both in that like 6'1", 6'2", 200-pound range. Uh, three different linebackers and two safeties clearly showing that they're going to see if they can get some guys to play special teams. Um, one of the kids out of Illinois State, D lineman uh, Jason Luan. Uh, so, and then they also picked up a fullback to round out the 12 guys that they picked up uh, uh, here. So that's interesting, I guess. But you know, none of those guys are making this team, not not a one the, of them. The two positions I'm a little shocked that they didn't spend a higher pick on was safety and running back. The kid Safety, from Central yeah. Michigan was not last year, but the year before was really good. I think he was top five and rushing in the NCAA. So they're taking a chance. And then the Anthony Johnson yeah, kid Luke out of Nichols. Iowa State is a former cornerback. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I just, their safety position is so weak with Savage. And I think it's going to be Rudy Ford as their starters if they don't move. Yeah. Uh, yeah who's that? Rasul Douglas back to safety? Yes. Yes. It's possible. So, it's Somewhere in there, we'll see what they want to do with that. Um, Carrington Valentine, well, I thought was a nice pick in the seventh. Uh, he oh, should have gone a, a round or two earlier than that, uh, in my estimation. But uh, he did well. Big, tall, physical guys. They got the two, the two, uh, well, the one corner and the one safety. Anthony Johnson, not Antonio Johnson, the guy you were people were talking about in the being a first round pick who didn't end up going to like the third or fourth round. But Anthony Johnson out of Iowa State, like you mentioned, uh, interesting guys there at least. So we'll see where they end up on some of this stuff. They're going to need to – quite honestly, I don't think there was a problem with the corners on the team last year. I mean, Stokes got injured. The biggest problem is that they were completely misused. You took two high-energy uh, man coverage guys and said, could you play zone? And they're like, no, go away. What is this? But yeah, I would like to see that more. Goes back to who's your leader there. Yeah, That's, it's yep. play calling. There's making the play when the play is in front of you, and not being put in a position to make the play. And it was the second thing that happened last year on this defense. I think they have playmakers who are being told to do a thing that they're not that does not in their wheelhouse, and that does not put them in positions to make good plays. So couldn't agree more. I think even like Carrington Valentine is a press corner. Well, good yeah. luck, because you're not going to be asked to do that, apparently, with Joe Barry. And yeah, unless team. they completely change how they run things. Yeah. 
All right, well, we're kind of running out of time on this here. So uh, anything else, Jim, is in terms of just a, you know, anything you wanted to promote in your writing or anything you want to say about I, this draft I, overall? I, I will do be doing my own review on the Packers draft here this week and talking about if he got good value for their picks because you can't really give these guys grades until they play at least two seasons. So, right. And then I might do, I think it was. Oh, you I, can't? I've been told Well, you otherwise. shouldn't. You shouldn't. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, so I'll be coming out with that later this week and uh, take a look at that. And as always, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me join and uh, discussing uh, Sean Clifford as much as I did. <laughs> and uh, well, well, thank you, Jim, for putting up with me as always. So no, I like I like the high energy. It's good times. It, it's always a good note to end a day like that. All right. I, well, I had like I had like like six trains of thoughts that were gone. At some point. <laughs> that would have been great questions, but right. son of a G. Good. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. We're just going to kind of wrap up a couple things quickly to, to finish everything up. But we want to thank uh, Jim, obviously, to come in here. Uh, Jim Widener, 51 on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Uh, make sure you go to Last Word on Sports, LWOS Packers. If you want to just Google it quickly, just LWOS Packers, and you'll you'll find it pretty quickly. Uh, Jim always has a couple things towards the top there. Uh, and every now and then I'm on there too. Just, you know, we got some fun things in there. Uh, I also obviously have some fun uh, acne packing every now and then as well. And if you want to go back to YouTube, uh, we did live stream on YouTube our draft coverage of the first round. Uh, so it was myself, Tyler Brooke, um, I forget Ryan's last name because I only ever see Archon on anything he does, uh, Tex Western. Paul Noonan, who's been on the show before too, uh, at Badger Noonan. Uh, we we had a, a fairly good group there, and it was it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Oh, and Justice Mosqueda. So uh, check out all that stuff. Make sure you read Jim's stuff. And uh, thanks again, Jim. We'll talk to you uh, soon, hopefully. Thank you, guys. You guys right. have a good evening. You too. Bye. Jim. Bye. See ya. All right. Now what we're going to do is basically just roll everything else that we have into the segment of the show that we lovingly call our last call. <laughs> Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, we we talked last week, and just because we don't have a lot of time left on the podcast this week, we're going to go over the Buck stuff later. We're going to have to kind of sort out some things because I'm in a conference next week, uh, so we don't know if we'll sort out something for next week, but at least the week after that, at least we will have a requiem for the Bucks season because immediately after recording our podcast last week, they did in fact lose that game on the most ridiculous style possible. Um, just leaving Jimmy Butler single covered. We, just we why would you? Him. That's just the worst. So, I feel so stupid because we always talked about like recording us like live streaming a game. And that was It'd be great because we were, God, so, we mad. were so mad. We were so mad. We were so mad. We're not a G-rated podcast at that point. No, but, it would have been, that would have been uh, NC-17 after some things. They would have been so much screaming. It would have been R-rated just yelling obscenities. Mm, just, we, uh, almost not yelling because we were kind of at the point of... No, we were just, yelling. It was like under our breath, like, is this really going to happen? We're like they're gonna they're gonna mess this up. They're, they're gonna definitely bleep, give bleep, two point six seconds bleep, left. Yeah, How oh, they blow I, this? They're of going course, to. of course they bleep 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 yeah. bleep 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 bleep. Yes. So the only things I mean the Brewers had a, a stretch here of uh, nine straight games against uh, the American League where they went they lost two out of three against the 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 uh, Tigers and Red Sox at home. Should have beaten both those teams. 
Uh, should not have lost two out of three of those two teams. Then they came back and beat the Angels, uh, or should I say the Mike Trouts, because he basically single-handedly made a game close by just mm-hmm. hitting every slider out of the park. Uh, just, gosh, is he so good. Uh, I mean, that team is so bad for having the two best players on planet Earth. How does it's that crazy. happen? Did you see that show, show you on Tana? Uh, show you the Show you Tana? Show you Tana's uh, home run had the highest uh, peak of a home run in StatCast history. It hit huh. 162 feet in the air. Jeez. Did not see that. That's, that's insane. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, that's, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so Brewers on. hanging out in second Brewers. place in the, in the central, right behind the best record in the National League, which is, of course, the Pirates. Uh, so that Why won't not? last. Why not? Because the Brewers and the Pirates will finish last and second to last somehow <laughs> because the Major League will step in yes. and change a rule for them or something. I don't know. Yes. Uh, the only other things I guess we can go over quickly is to say uh, softball split with Maryland. They had a three-game series, but the third game was canceled due to weather. They win one nothing, lose 2-3. to three. I want to do one thing, at least mentioning a player here. Uh, Katie Keller uh, having a huge standout year. She's a transfer from Northern Illinois. She's a senior in her fifth year getting, I believe, that COVID year, and she said she transferred to UW because they're a good softball team and because of the medical program. I don't have any football players transferring specifically because the the standout ability of their medical programs. Um, because women rock. She is now second all-time in NCAA history with 83 doubles. She did that last week. She's batting 357 with 11 doubles, 6 home runs, 24 RBI so far this year. Uh, the men's and women's soccer well, finished. Hey, hey, before you move on from that, John, yeah, yeah. Right. just a real quick aside. Yeah. When I was up in Rhinelander, um, one of my runners, Alyssa Nitsch, she was uh, she was a junior when I got there, and she graduated my second year up there. She was super smart, loved playing sports, but school was always first. I, I immediately, when he thought, said, talked that about her, like, no, I'm going to transfer up to UW, and I'm just going to play softball up there. It, I doesn't it doesn't matter about softball because I'm here about. Alyssa went to Ribbon College and then went off to uh, Northwestern after that for pediatric oncology mm-hmm. because, and she ran track and cross country at all those places. Yep. She was a very good runner. She was a very fast runner. doesn't matter because that's, she just and had her goal fun. and her goal there was go. the academic one. And she made, yeah, yeah. Her, her goal was to become a pediatric oncologist. Oncologist. And she right. told me that when she was on, or sorry, oncologist, but uh, yeah, she told me that when she was 15 years old. <laughs> and at 27 years old now, she is. All right. So there it is. Perfect couple, example. Just a couple of little weird things man. to say. Uh, volleyball, as well as men's and women's soccer, each completed their spring schedule. Like last week, the Badger football team had their spring schedule. Uh, volleyball even played a game against Marquette at Oconomowoc High School. Uh, the men's and women's soccer teams competed and brought to close their spring schedules as well. Uh, rowing, just for fun to let you know, the Big Ten Pac-12 Invitational is this last week. Big Ten Championships coming up May 14th. Uh, in rowing, the uh, first Varsity 8 finished 6th, the second Varsity 8 finished 4th, and then the Varsity 4s finished 5th at that meet. We'll see how they do here. They are not particularly ranked. I believe their second Varsity 8 is in the top 10, but the others are not ranked currently. Uh, national Championships rowing. for rowing. rowing. Are May twenty fifth in Pensacon, New Jersey. What were you say? Rowing is rowing is just for fun, anyways these days because everyone flies, unless you're going to <laughs> right? the Caribbean, yeah, or to Alaska. 
Every now and then, one of these Wisconsin rowers makes the Olympics, though, and then you really get no, traveled no. by plane. <laughs> he just, he just said, just for fun. Let's talk about rowing. I was Let's like, do it. Yeah, yeah. Rowing, rowing is just for fun. Just for fun, is, right? Uh, we, we don't need a rope industrial thing. Yeah, today. we don't have to get anywhere on that. We yeah. got, we got motors now. Yeah. Uh, track and field. Actually, we had a couple uh, UW records this last week. Jason Suarez, who we talked about last week, uh, winning in shot actually set a new school record, breaking his teammate's record. Uh, he threw 67 feet one-half inch and Jesus. placed second, but set the school record, what? which was set by his teammate, <laughs> Andrew Stone, who had previously thrown 65 feet six and a quarter inch, uh, and he finished seventh this time in this one. So wow. Andrew well, Stone, when though. Said, when he said second, I was like, wow. Yeah, so. Jason Swarns placed second with the school record shot through a shot put. He put the shot. Andrew Stone, however, though, finished first in the discus, and Suarez finished second. This is at the Penn Relays. Andrew Stone threw 178 feet 11 inches. This is crazy. Uh, Jason Kafel, uh finishes second in the long drum, uh, 23 feet 8 and 3 quarter inches. And then the record, uh, the UW record in the 4 by 1600 relay, the 4 by mile, the uh, group of Bob Liking, Jack Meyer, Jackson Sharp, and Adam Spence ran it in 1614.14. That barely breaks the previous record, which had lasted for 47 years of 16 minutes, 14.3 seconds. So 14.14, they, they beat it by 0.16. Uh, in the women, Jesse Schaefer continues to roll in the, uh, the, the throwing events. Places first in the discus with a throw of 160 feet, 10 inches. Places first in shot put with 58 feet, 2 inches. Uh, Destiny Heuven placed seventh in the 100 hurdle, running uh, 13.77 in the final. Her qualifying time, though, was 13.68. And that is all I can really get to right now with the time that we have. I, I'm, I'm going to we'll catch up, John. I have, yeah. I have to make one, I have to make Go right one, ahead. Military, one military reference before we leave here tonight. So I was thinking, like, when you're running, going through all that track and field stuff right there. Yeah. So, like, the modern athlete that does track and field, so the discus, obviously it's a disc. Yes. Pole vault. I mean, these are all ancient games, right? Yes. Like, dating back. Throw that thing as far as you can. Run over there as quick as you can. Pull that, pole vault, high jump, sprint, blah, 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 whatever. So, but shot put. Yeah. If, if If you were to ask a modern athlete, why is it called shot Put. You put a this is like a cannonball shot. It's a cannonball shot. Exactly. You're 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 throwing a cannonball slug. Yeah. Like who who'd even think that? Like But they did do that in the ancient uh Greeks. They had a, a weight put. I don't think they would have called it shot, obviously, but Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, it doesn't go back that far, but I'm just like I was when you were talking about that, I was like shot put. I'm like, I only know what shot is because I know what artillery is. Because right. we're in the military. I'm like, nobody actually knows, like, that's the origin of that word. It's just, it's a shot put. You know, I, I don't know. Just, I just, that was an interesting thing I just thought of that most people under <laughs> the age of 25 probably wouldn't put together unless they were in the field artillery. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I mean, that's the modern name. The Greeks obviously would have called it something else entirely. So I love that hammer throat doesn't look like a hammer, it's the big ball on a no. string. But yeah. Oh my god, that's that's the best sport that isn't in high school. Like nobody well, knows. Javelin and hammer toss, yeah, those two. Ja- ja- 
oh, hey, you know about Javelin, right? Who's the all-time uh, high school record holder for uh, Javelin? I don't because they're not allowed to throw a Javelin in high school in Wisconsin. Right? Terry Bradshaw broke oh. the national record just before it was illegalized during okay. Javelin in high school. Huh. Uh, also, uh, other other uh, little-known facts is that um, uh, Troy Aikman was the typewriter champion of Texas in 1986. <laughs> Fastest words per minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Sorry, I, I just went down that road. I, I, I used to know that. I used to be cool, John. I used to yeah. be cool. Homer mentions, by the way, competitions of rock throwing by soldiers during the siege of Troy. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, no record of dead weights being thrown by Greek com- competitions. So the first evidence of stone throwing is in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. All right, hey, everybody. Thank you for joining no, us. Hey, and, and, go ahead. and actually, everybody, if you don't have a chance, go look up Malcolm Gladwell explaining explaining uh, David versus Goliath. Oh it's, yeah, that's a great one. It might be one of the most enlightening things you ever see in your life. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Um, I said we're kind of in flux as to what's going to happen with next week's show, or if there'll be a show next week. But either way. When we come back, we will do our Requiem for a Buck season, and we will go through all the feels, all the feels at that point. Uh, thank you again. We say you can follow the show at Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. You can follow Jim at Jim Widener 51 And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.